With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Others, the lost fathers and the forsaken children, and let them come quickly. For a voice of crying is heard out of Zion. For we are greatly confused. For death has come into our ghettos to cut off the young men and women from the streets of Philadelphia, New York, L.A., Georgia, Ohio, Florida, Mississippi, and throughout America, South America, the Caribbean islands, Africa, Asia, and all over the world. So return unto me, thus saith Yah, and I will return unto you, O my people.
This is a history and current events program from a cultural perspective. We find this program necessary because Hosea 4, 6 states, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. But we as a people can turn this around. Proverbs 4, 7 states, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get an understanding. Again, welcome to the program this evening with your host, Brother Elliot, Brother Reggie. The number to reach us to join the conversation this evening is 215-253-7263. That's 215-253-7263. The listen-only line, if you don't have computer access, access to a smartphone, iPad, desktop, tablet, is 605-562-3140. That's 605-562-3140. And the access code is 958590 and the pound sign. Again, that access code is 958590 and pound. And again, this evening, if you choose to participate from it, we'll be able to take calls from that conference line. And you can join the conversation by just hitting star 61 from your phone and we'll be able to uh, patch you in right from the conference line. That's star 61 from your phone if you're on the conference line and choose to participate in the conversation. We're streaming live at two locations, www.blacktalkradionetwork.com forward slash time for an awakening. That's www.blacktalkradionetwork.com forward slash time for an awakening. Also, time for awakening streams li- streams live on TuneIn. And on your device, TuneIn is a free app. You can download the app. And in the search engine, type in Time for an Awakening. And you'll see the icon to listen to your program. uh, Listen to the program streaming live on any of your devices, even in your car. That's Time for an Awakening with a live stream on the TuneIn app. Drop us an email at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. That's Time for an Awakening at gmail.com. Time for Awakening also has a fan page on Facebook. Uh, in the Facebook search engine, just type in Time for an Awakening radio program. There you always see interesting content being posted daily by Brother Reg. And before you leave that page, just hit that like button. That's Time for an Awakening radio program with the fan page on Facebook. And also Time for Awakening media has been launched. In your address bar, on any, any of your devices, just type in timeforanawakening.com. That's timeforanawakening.com. That'll take you straight to Time for an Awakening Media. There you'll see interesting articles and podcasts and blogs, podcasts of the program that you can download and uh, share with your friends and listen at a later time. That's uh, timeforanawakening.com. Put that in your address bar and make that one of your favorites. It's timeforanawakening.com. That'll take you straight to Time for an Awakening Media. And within the next, uh, hopefully, month, we're narrowing things down. You're going to see a lot more interesting and exciting content being posted on Time for Awakening Media. And uh, we'll be happy to let you know when those things are out because uh, uh, some of the things that we had talked about uh, uh, prior to uh, products and other things that you can uh, access straight from Time for Awakening Media will be uh, be on the page. So uh, 
It's a lot of exciting things about to happen with Time for Awakening Media, and you will be the first to know. Tonight, uh, no special guest schedule. We did have a guest, but I don't think he'll be joining us. So you're the special guest. We'll be in open forum this evening. Uh, myself or Brother Rich will probably throw out a couple topics for conversation, and then uh, we'll open up the lines to you. And we'll be right back to get things started after a brief word from our sponsors. Mr. Moderator, our distinguished guests, brothers and sisters, our friends and and our enemies. Everybody is here. You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American owned and operated insurance agency and business for over 20 years, located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowners insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services, representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies, offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 21 21- 215-885-2444. That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Dooley Brothers, specializing in shingle, rubber roofs, gutters, downspouts, and vinyl sidings. Call for your free estimate today, 215-224-3882. That's 215-224-3882. Dooley Brothers Roofing, the roofing experts you can trust. That number again, 215-224-3882. 215-224-3882. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Are you one of the million conscious black people who believes that we have the collective wherewithal to affect real economic and political change? If so, band together in solidarity by joining the one million conscious black voters and contributors. Choose leadership that will work for the best interests of black people. We can no longer sit on the sidelines and expect things to change for the better without a significant number of black people playing a pivotal role in that effort. Will you be one of the million that recognizes that black dollars matter? Are you that person who believes it's time to leverage our votes for reciprocity from politicians? If so, then you should join the 1 million conscious black voters and contributors with members in 29 states and growing every day. We encourage you to sign up and help spread the word by sharing our website i am one of the million.com that's i am one of the million.com antiquity to the present our people need to develop a new paradigm it's time for an awakening sundays 7 p.m with your hosts elliot and reggie welcome back to time for an awakening and uh, before we get started with things this evening brother reg Yes, sir. What's going on in the community? Any anything uh, happening? There's always something going on in the community. <laughs> um, being assaulted, 
maimed, shot down, murdered by police officers. Uh, the black, our black brothers and sisters over in Rio in Brazil, they're being forced out of the areas where they live for this Olympics. We have gentrification going on in every major city in the United States of America. We have black folks that vote and don't understand why they're voting for who and for what. We got a lot of things that are going on in the community. You know, um, it is open forum tonight and, uh, I welcome your uh, thoughts and uh, and ideas, especially after uh, you know we uh, had a special program on Monday, and we're going to do more of that moving forward. Uh, the floor is yours, basically, uh, the listening audience. But I, I want to throw out uh, a topic. I, I kind of put it up in the uh, the billboard of the program because Brother Reg raised some issues uh, starting out the program because we see what happened in Milwaukee uh, last night. Uh, Another disturbance happened among our people, a rebellion because of a man shot uh, by police, uh, supposedly running from police, but he was shot in the chest. Uh, A young man uh, murdered in North Carolina. I don't know the town. I did put it on our page uh, coming from a a party and a uh, George Zimmerman wannabe took his gun and shot through the garage and shot this young man and killed him. Uh, I know he's going to want to use the stand the ground, uh, stand your ground uh, defense. Uh, let's see what happens in this case. But uh, I posted on timeforawakening.com the interview with the mother of the young man. And uh, she was busy justifying that her son was not a thug, uh, you know, as, as a basis of why he shouldn't have been killed. And our, our women, our mothers or fathers shouldn't have to justify uh, what our children are because uh, they're walking down the street coming home from a party. Um, we see this stuff happening constantly. Uh, one of the questions that I want to throw out to the listening audience in the form of a topic, because we hear it a lot on, on programs and among the conscious community, uh, the cries of white supremacy. Um, we we know the system of white supremacy, or we should know it. Uh, some know it better than others. But white supremacy we've been dealing with since we first stepped on these shores of uh, uh, what became the United States. We've been dealing with this since day one in different forms, some more brutal than others. Uh, but today, uh, whether white supremacy is our biggest or largest problem might be debatable. Uh, I kind of phrased it on uh, the announcement of the program, white supremacy versus corrupt black leadership, which is our biggest enemy uh, in 2016 and moving forward. Uh, Corrupt black leadership and what we have been dealing with has been a, a huge problem in dealing with anything confronting white supremacy. 
Uh, Reg, um, you know what? Because we got the people blowing up the line already before I kind of announce this. I can always get back to this to, to throw it out. Let me take a few of these calls. Okay. Let's go to uh, 602 area code. What's your name? Where are you calling from? 602, er, uh, 602 area code. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yes, brother. My name is Marcus. I'm calling from Memphis, Tennessee. How are you, Marcus? I'm doing all right, good brother. Um, you know, I want to ask the audience a question. You know, August 17th is that um, is the birthday of the Honorable Marcus Mosiah Garvey. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the, the, the climate in America today. I would like to ask the audience, um, what is their opinion of, you know, us now embracing Marcus Garvey's program, uh, Back to Africa program, and building Africa because, you know, we have been here for 400 years, mm-hmm. over 400 years. And if white folks wanted to resolve the problems uh, with, between us and white folks, we could have done it in 400 years, don't you think? Most definitely. Of course, of course. Exactly. So I would like to throw that out here, you know, and given the political climate currently in America, um, you know, what, you know, do we think about uh, the Marcos, uh, Marcos Garvey's Back to Africa program? And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, good brother. Thank you. Uh, Elliot, Thank you I'd like much. to respond before we go to the next call. Go ahead. Um, I think it was a beautiful question the brother just asked. And these are the type of things that we should be having conversations about, except we like to concentrate on a lot of frivolous topics at, at times. Um, yeah, because I look that's, that's at a real two, solution, what he's talking about. But go ahead. I, yeah, I look at it two ways. I look at it as one solution, because I don't think all our folks will want to go back to the continent. A lot of it is because of the media and what whites have put in our minds about the, uh, our mother continent. But I want to say this on the, on the flip side. I think it's a good thing what Brother Marcus talked about, and we need to talk about it because a lot of the tenants will bring us closer together to understand that even though we're able to move around, it's still a cage. There's still parameters that if we go over that parameter, we will be dealt with. We see that whether you're a rich black man or woman, whether you're a politician, black politician, rich or white, you know, or a a black politician trying to do good for your people, and you step over that bounds, you get dealt with. Whether you are a Pan-African, Pan-African brother or sister that are doing things for your people, you could end up potentially being shot or killed or jailed. And when you become jailed, it's not enough of our people coming to do anything to get you out of, out of jail. Um, I think that's a, a great topic and something that we, we need to talk about as far as uh, strategically, but the thing that, I, that that's the mo- the linchpin on what he asked is that, you know, we talk about the corruption in this country, the leadership, <laughs> when you talk about black politicians <laughs> over here, I think the leadership in a lot of the countries, not all of them, but a lot of the areas, the leadership is lacking. There's a lot of corrupt politicians in the motherland, and I think that's something that we have to think about when um, implementing the Honorable Marcus Mosiah Garvey's plan. But I think it definitely needs to be something that's on the plate 
that needs to be discussed seriously. And I think when we're talking about that, and we talk about any leadership, we have to talk about one of the main issues that we deal with is that everyone wants to be the leader. Everyone does not understand that the lane or the role that should be playing. I think of the role, I'm going to put this to, to you like this. When I put it within the cons, confines of this United States government, I think the role of the president and the role of the trash man is equally as important. Because if you don't have that trash man or that garbage collector or that, if you want to say the sanitary uh, collector doing his job, it's going to have an impact on what the president could do and vice versa. And I think until we get that type of mindset, I'm talking about only black folks, we're still going to deal with the same impediments of starting, stop it. Starting, going down 100 yards, stop it. And I think our, our, our main issue is consistency in the effort and wanting to be able to get the fruits of the labor of what you're doing. Some of our ancestors and the things that they did, we, they didn't see the fruits of their of their labor. They didn't get. They might have. They might have got a, a a little piece, but they didn't get the fruit. We're getting the fruits of that labor, and I don't think we think about that. We always were thinking about what we want to get out of it. And the thing about it is, um, got a brother, our brother uh, Nathaniel Bracy. He's been writing pieces for one of the local uh, uh, the scoop scoop paper. And he sent me an article, and I think he has said something that was very beautiful and that we always have to remember. All different cultures, people, nationalities, their hope going forward, despite the problems that they're dealing with now, their hope is always their children. And we need to have that focus. Whatever it is that we're saying that we're trying to accomplish, our hope as black people always has to be in the development of the mind, spirit, and, 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 and the mind, spirit, and bodies of our children. If we're not thinking like that, then all the stuff we're doing, we're really doing it for us. That's it. And you don't even have to have children to have that mindset. You, you know, <clears throat> before I go back to the phones, I, I want to uh, deal a little bit with what Marcus said, because I think that what he's talking about goes towards a definite solution. And, and, and Rez, you, you mentioned about all our people not going back to the continent. You've got a large percentage of our people that probably would never want to go back. But it's not the fact... Hold on a second, Rez. Let me, let me dump this. Okay. It's not to the fact that, uh, that we all necessarily have to go back. But I think that what we need to do is find ways to uplift our people worldwide. That's in the diaspora and on the continent. Uh, Europeans, a lot of Europeans don't want to go back to the continent of Europe, but they find ways to take care of their mother continent. Well, Africa, for example, uh, uh, forged that free trade agreement through the African Union that entails 26 countries uh, on the continent. Uh, what they're talking about by 2017 or 18 is supposed to entail all 54 countries on the continent. That's an opportunity for what you was talking about earlier, corrupt black leadership on both sides of the continent to really help their people. Similar to the way Europeans have helped their people with their uh, the transatlantic trade agreements 
uh, trade and investment agreements that they've set up, those partnerships that's between Europe and the continental uh, uh, United States, also this Trans-Pacific Partnership that the Obama administration forged with the uh, Asian countries. All of these partnerships is not going to benefit black people, but we have an opportunity if we have some type of leadership to forge some type of agreements with the continent where our people can benefit from what's going on on the continent and benefit from the goods and services that that continent provides instead of all these other people that's been raping that continent for years and setting up corrupt black leadership on that side of the Atlantic to help funnel uh, goods and services to these people. Our people got to do better for themselves here and on the other side. But it's an opportunity if we have the right leadership on both sides to make these things work for the benefit of our people. You find some of our people now running to the continent. I, I've been in contact and, and with one of the friends of the program, O.B. Bona Jr., who writes for the Herald, which is Zimbabwe's national newspaper, talked about how uh, Jesse Jackson and others have been over there to, to Zimbabwe talking with the president uh, 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 with deals, influence peddling, and things of that nature to, to, to try to lobby United States to, to uh, lift sanctions against Zimbabwe but basically wanting to line their own pockets. See, we don't need people going over there with foolishness like that. We need some sincere people that's going to look out for the benefit of all our people worldwide to uplift our people. And if you give our people some type of hope instead of hopelessness, what they have here now, you wouldn't see some of our people, ignorant segments of our people, running around firing guns in the community, shooting innocent people, shooting babies, shooting old people. Some of our people then gave up. The hopelessness and despair in this country that then fermented in the minds of some of our people is killing our people, literally and figuratively. But we can do better for ourselves if we didn't have these damn corrupt black leaders that's selling our people out. It's a total disgrace, all of them. And I'm going to put up all in the same boat. And if they want to get out of that boat, then stand up like men and women and say they're not a part of this foolishness. This stuff is killing our people. Let, let's go back to the phones. 404 area code. What's your name? Where are you calling from? 404 area code. Is that me? Yes. Oh, hi, fellas. This is Sarah calling in from Dallas. Um, oh, Reggie sir. Elliott, how are you? How are you, Sarah? Good. How are you doing, Sister Sarah? Oh, not too bad. I, I got in early tonight, so I wasn't expecting to get in this early, but Ralph has sent me the info that y'all were having an open forum on the corrupt leadership. And I'm glad that I'm here, um, that you need to, we, we need to get angry about it. Because I was just on the phone talking to a friend of mine, and we were discussing the same issue with black leadership and how a lot of us, we, we like to clap and cheer for these empty symbols. And especially what really goes to me is anytime you're listening to any black talk show, coast to coast, and we always bring up the issue with the current commander-in-chief, who happens to be an African American? Happens to appear looking like an African American. Now we know he's just a title placeholder, but black people, all his his defenders, which look which which are so-called African people, always like to come up with the conclusion about, well, he's not just the president for um, for black people; he's the president for all people, mm. and that really and truly pisses me off when I hear black people say that. Because some or the other, we always like to negate and put ourselves into a position of stating that our issues are not important. If we're supposed to all bring everybody else to the table, 
we're not, we, are we supposed to feel guilty about addressing concerns for us? We are not being good steward if we are, we are the most people in most dire need. And we all know in any medical situation, the person who are most injured, they're the person that you go to first. Yep. You don't skip triage, over somebody. Who's going to, exactly. Mm-hmm. You don't skip over somebody who's bleeding out to go run to somebody who just have a scrape on their knees. And that's what we've always done. We are broken up in so many pieces, but we always let everyone else tell us that we need to take a back seat, we need to wait, or we need to include everybody else who's doing way better than us as, um, in order for us to move forward to the table. And this is something that you've got to get out of us. And it's, as you said, it comes from this poor Negro leadership. And a lot of it came out of the civil rights movement. Because as a result of this civil rights movement, where we're being taught over and over again that everything is about civil rights, it's not about, it's not about human rights, we're always talking about civil. And I keep repeating again, how can you expect to get anything civil from an uncivilized bunch of people? Mm-hmm. These people have shown us for centuries that they are not civil, so how in the hell are you asking for civil rights from them? And Sister Sarah, let me, let me ask you a question. Um, Brother Marcus uh, from Memphis called in. He laid out uh, you know a what, question Grace, about... Do, um, do, do me a favor. Hold on. Hold your point. Let me get this uh, station break in, and then when we come back, okay. we'll continue the conversation uh, with, uh, with Reg uh, Keehan and with the, what Sister Sarah was talking about. We're going to take a brief break, and uh, we'll be right back. Oh, no, well, go ahead, Reg. Let me cue this up. But go ahead. Make it, go ahead. Ask your question now. I'll take a break in a second. Go ahead, okay. Reg. Sister Sarah, what's your thoughts on Brother Marcus from uh, Memphis talking about um, implementing Marcus Mosiah Garvey's uh, Back to Africa movement? What's your thoughts about that? It's a good strategy. It's a good uh, implementation to make. But we don't want to take Negroes to Africa. We want Africans <laughs> who wants to go back to Africa to go back. We have too many Negroes Good right point. now who are comfortable being Americans. They always want to wave that red, white, and blue, put their hands over their heart, their heart as they stand up and say the pledge or sing the national anthem louder than everyone else. No, we don't want them going back with us. It's going so, to be a very few. Mm-hmm. Sister Sarah, when you say that, I always think, and I, I always try to give a lot of our folks the benefit of the doubt, because I think a lot of our folks, they just don't know. They haven't been educated. They don't know how this thing is being played on, especially our young people. The the, the people that get me are the ones that are so-called educated, well-read, to comprehend, but they still want to uphold this system because they know that all the personal accolades that they have, degrees, um, money, all that is at stake if they really look at what the boogeyman is or what the real problem is. And I think with with a lot of our folks, and even poor folks, we think if we get a little bit of money or or, or able to have a little, you know, a little uh, leeway from white folks and from, from our black folks that we've made it, not understanding that we're in the same condition because if your brother and sister's are in bad shape. <laughs> you are in bad shape. That's how that's mm-hmm. that's how you need to look at it. And, and and I just thought it was interesting the point that you said and we're and Ellie and I are gonna talk about after the break about the Negroes. You know, a lot of us wanna go places and do things. 
which is good. But we got to eradicate that Negro mindset that we need to depend on white folks for us, for how we think, how we feel, and what we should do for our people. I'm going to take that break now, and and when we come back, we'll wind up with Sister Sir and then move on to the other caller. We'll be right back. Time for Awakening. We're in open forum this evening. tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American-owned and operated insurance agency and business for over 20 years, located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowners insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services, representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies, offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 21 21- 215-885-2444. That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Dooley Brothers, specializing in shingle, rubber roofs, gutters, downspouts, and vinyl sidings. Call for your free estimate today, 215-224-3882. That's 215-224-3882. Dooley Brothers Roofing, the roofing experts you can trust. That number again, 215-224-3882. 215-224-3882. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. In 1974, TV was free. The average home telephone bill, $20 per month. A brand new automobile, $4,000. Today, an average family spends that amount on cell phones and pay TV per year. The black community spends over $25 billion per year on pay TV, while the community suffers financially. The choice is yours, pay TV or community debt free. Join the economic revolution. Go to VentureGroupCapital.Solutions or call 844-GROUP-VENTURE. What is in one million brothers and sisters who are tired of the same old rhetoric, the same old leaders, the same old ways of dealing with political and economic empowerment? If you realize that nobody's going to save black people but us, 
if you understand that no existing political party prioritizes the best interests of African Americans as a collective. If you believe that leadership is as leadership does, and this means that the best leaders for the black collective must come from the ranks of those who place and hold the best interests of black people foremost and uttermost. If you understand that black people must develop the mindset and the will to finance their own racial uplift organizational efforts, then get involved with one million conscious black voters and contributors. The movement is now. Go to www.iamoneofthemillion.com. That's www.iamoneofthemillion.com. During the 60s and 70s, if you misbehaved as a child, you got a spanking. Today, parents receive discipline for disciplining their children. The state wants to raise our children and provide meals, lodging, and employment through the state prison system. It's time to take back our community, reconnect the family, and through cooperative economics, redirect billions of dollars back into the community. Go to VentureGroupCapital.Solutions. That's VentureGroupCapital.Solutions. Or call 844-GROUP-VENTURE. Welcome back. It's time for an awakening. And uh, let's wind up that call with uh, with uh, Sister Sarah, Brother Reg. Uh, Sister Sarah, uh, yes. You bring it on home for us. That way we'll, we'll move on to a few other callers. Yeah, go, go okay. ahead, Sister Sarah. Uh, no, what I was going to say um, with, with the move is that we keep thinking that we have to get 100% of um, black people on board in everything that we do. And we are not going to get everything. Oh, we saw with the so-called civil rights movement that it was not 100% of anything. It was less than maybe 10% of the people who were, who were on board. And it's always the poor, the downtrodden, who always paved the way, paved the way. And the so-called elite black, they're the ones who benefit and ride off into the sunset, as we can see that happened with the civil rights movement. Who are the ones who are right now reaping all of the benefits? The people who took the beating, went to jail, like the Fannie Lou, Miss, uh, Mrs. Fannie Lou Hamer, um, the Sophie Carmichael, all of them, they either had to exile themselves, they had an early death, they, were, they are in prison, as you see with um, it, it, it HRAP, Brown, Maroon, shows Mumia. All of these people, um, Sister Asada Shakur, exile in Cuba, and, um, people in Tanzania, parts of Africa, they, those are the people from the real who are the real struggle. The civil rights people, and you can't tell me any civil rights leader that's now perishing in jail for 20, 30 years. Not one. Every last one of them have, have reaped the benefits of this show because they have all um, sold this out. And they've got their 30 pieces of silver and they left. The only ones, the real fighters, are the ones that we mentioned who are, who are perishing in prison. Um, they have to exile themselves or they're under the ground. Those are the real ones. And last but not least, one thing I wanted to say, to say we've got to get ourselves in combat shape. I'm, um, I'm a female in my 50s. And I've seen um, young brothers around here walking around who can barely walk a, a block from one block. I had this brother um, a couple of days ago that <laughs> actually you, to give him a ride that can't even make it a block. We've we got to get ourselves in shape if, you know, if, if we, this war that's being waged against us because we ain't fighting nobody. Everybody's fighting us. But we better get ourselves in battle-ready shape because we're in bad shape as a people. <laughs> Sir, I want to thank you as always for your call. She hundred percent right on that. She hundred percent right on that last thing she said, Elliot. It's important. It's for you laughing. You know all that Mickey D's and stuff on the side, man. Mickey D. Okay. Okay. Ain't gonna work. Two six seven area code. What's your name? Where you calling from? 
Yeah, oh, it's me. Two six seven. Three three. Yes, it's me. Yes, my brother Elliot. Yes. Can you hear me good? Speaking. Okay, uh, I just want to say good evening to you guys. This is Brother Phil from Philadelphia. Oh, what is going on here? It, it's Reggie's friend. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I've been listening, and, you know, it's hard to keep up with the, the technology and stuff. But uh, uh, glad, I to wanna... have, glad to have you part of the program, Brother Phil. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I, I want to uh, first say that all all our problems that we are facing today, they all have the same solution, and the solution is unity. And with that said, I want to get into the FOP and the COP unions. They are they have practices and policies that go against the oath of uh, of, of becoming a police officer. The police officers take one one oath. And the union has practices and policies set up that knocks the uh, oath right out the, the right out the box. They 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 support the blue code of silence. Now the police department says that it doesn't exist, but as we see, we got palm cam, photo cam, police cam, eyewitnesses to mischievousness, lying on police reports. They and they use the code of silence that a good cop can't say anything. This is why it's hard for them to stand up. And I was trying to urge us years ago to set up a platform so that we can support our good cops, so that we can break through this blue code of silence in law enforcement, which is uh, detrimental. It hides the activity of these bad cops. This is how they're getting away with it. Brother Phil, well, let me ask you, let me right. ask you a quick question. Is yes, there sir. any such thing as a good cop? I'm not talking about a good person that happens to be a police officer. But is there any is there any such thing as a good cop? I would have to say yes it is. Okay. Because let's further this. Let's further this and I'll okay. let you answer. Okay. So you said there is. I'm not talking about yes. the individual that leaves their home and puts on their uniform before they leave their home. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about police officers. Is there a such thing as good and bad? The reason why I'm asking that question, because when you're talking about that oath, within that oath, that oath is dealing with either their local municipality upholding what that local municipality wants to do, that state municipality, or the federal municipality. And if you talk about white supremacy or you talk about injustice, if the state is corrupt, if the local municipality is corrupt, then the cops or the police officers are going to be corrupt because it's part of a system that's set up, whether you have good intentions or or, or not. I, well, let me and, try and, to answer that. And, because and Phil, you, let, me, you, let me mention something also to kind of dovetail on Reg. I think that what we have to realize is the institution of police officers and and how it was set up. Everybody knows uh, that institution and what it was based on. That's why when all these officers die, they always playing this Irish music, and everybody's Irish, and or during that period. Um, that might be you, Phil. I'll wait. Wow, for a second. Go ahead. that's not mine. All right. Yeah. But uh, I think that we have to realize clearly. That is black officers that's on these forces 
that are supporting that, what you said, that blue code of silence. They're partakers in the blue code of silence. And you got some of these black officers that partake in the same thing these white officers do. Look at what happened with Freddie Gray. Three white officers, and I think it was three black officers, uh, participated in the murder of that young man in the back of that van and the, 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 the disabling of him before he got in the van. So, you know, we can't, we all got friends, family members that's on these police forces, but that don't take yeah. away from the institution of what they're dealing with. And when they're yes, silent that. about what's going on, and all these officers see these improprieties on these forces, all of them do. They all do. Yeah. So if they're silent and participate in that blue code of silent, blue wall of silent, they're part of the problem. They're not part of the solution. Well, let me see if I can answer this. Go ahead. Yes, you are correct, but you have to look at the nature of of policing. They have, they are, they are practically judge, jury, and executioner if they decide to go that way. But the majority of the cops do not go that way, and they don't have a platform to report bad cops. All they the only thing on the books that a good cop can do is tell his immediate supervisor, and he has to pray and hope that the supervisor isn't in on it. And as we already know, the uh, the chief of police unions and the FOP unions uh, practice that if you go against the code or the brotherhood, you will be retaliated against. And that is what's holding up the brothers up from speaking up. Because when you stand up, you're standing up against exactly what you just mentioned, that the establishment is corrupt. And the only way you're going to break it is that we set up a platform that will protect the good police officers. Brother Phil, you're, making me, Brother Phil, you're making me nervous over here. Let me, let me, let me say some things. Hold up. <laughs> In Philadelphia,ブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブル
putting drugs on people, pitting them so on. Where was, so where was his platform? Where was his protection? He has a platform. He has a platform. What platform? It's the well, system. Well, Listen, they don't want to have a, a platform because if you step up and talk about the, what's going on, you either can have your life taken, so they shook about that. You can have your check um, messed up, your 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 family's livelihood. I mean, don't see we play these games. I'm not talking about you, brother, but we play these games. I, I, we play these games when we want to put and say that all white folks or black cops is good. Stop this damn nonsense. You know what? Unions, I go out there, I had to do an appointment for a union. The union bu- dudes didn't get the contract. You know what? Somebody planted a bomb in the union office last one. That's how them white folks deal with their own. So how do you think they deal with us? They're going to come now at you. They're going to come at I'm just saying. Our now folks, you're... Our folks don't have that backbone that's in these positions that, that, that are white dominated. They don't have the backbone to step up because they know when they step up, none of the other black police officers, they're going to say, yeah, we're going to come with you. They're not going to show up because that's what's the mindset of the majority of us because we're into this capitalistic society. We're worried about our money. We're worried about our pension. We're worried about how white folks are going to feel about us. That's the truth. That's the truth. Now, this, stuff ain't, well, this stuff ain't just happening in 2016 with police shooting stuff. It's being filmed more. There's more access for us to know about. This stuff been going on. Black folks have been talking about dirty black politicians. They ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're lying and cheating. It's coming out. We've been talking about white politicians on here. Lying and cheating, doing this stuff. Black folks... Oh, been ahead of this curve. We've been talking about this stuff for years. My parents, your grandparents been talking about the dirt that white folks been doing for years. And our black folks, as Sister Sarah has said, with the Negro mentality that don't want to be eradicated. You mean to tell me you got all this stuff that's going on and you ain't got 20 police officers standing up on the platform? Because they shook have, and they scared. They shook hey, you and have- Phil, let me let me let me mention this to you before I let you go because it's, we got calls on the line. <laughs> well, li- listen, I, I will, wait a minute. You can let me go now because I'm not. I I, I can safely say that you're not going to let me get my point across. Well, I so thought therefore, you, you, you've been talking, no, Phil. No, no, you you, you what, cut me off four what, what, times. What's your point? I never what, finished go what ahead. I was trying to say. What's your point? Go ahead. My point is that you got cops that did stand up. He didn't mention that. You got a cop that... Wait, 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 wait. Let him finish, Ray. Let him finish. Be quiet. Let him finish. Let me answer it. You ain't going to tell me to be quiet on this program. Oh, oh, oh. Ray, let him finish, man. Let him finish. There are cops who have stood up. There are cops who have stood up, and they all got the same thing. Where are these cops that stood up? What are you talking about? Come on, Phil. Come on. I'm talking about the retaliation. They retaliate against judges, Where's the cops that have stood up? fellow police officers. That retaliation is being spawned by the union. Where's the cops that have stood up? Don't just say that, Phil. They're all on Facebook. Facebook. Hey, listen, Phil, let me let me tell you. All all the cases that I've seen, I've seen off of Facebook, and and, and cops have called in to black talk radio stations that have retired that says the same thing, that at the time, 
you do have to think about your career and your and, and your livelihood because of the retaliation that is set up without any any uh, uh, platform that they can stand on to justify well, wrongdoing. Let, let, let me let me mention this to you, Phil. You had the Garden Civic League here in the city. That was for black police officers, brother Phil. Hello, brother Phil. And, and I and, and I agree with you. That that's okay, what okay. I'm. That, that organization, come on, Phil. That organization is weak as water. All these blacks have been killed. Ki- wait a minute, Phil. It's, it's, all of these blacks have been getting killed. Us. All these blacks have been getting killed across the nation. I ain't heard the Guardian Civic Lead say a damn thing. So what good are because, they? Well, let me let me say this before I let you go. You mentioned earlier that these police is judge and jury and executioner, and we see that in these communities nationwide all the time. Yeah. Let me ask you one thing, because there's a lot of black officers all across this country, thousands of them, and whites commit more crimes than blacks. How come, the, uh, do, if you, what do you think would happen if black officers started becoming judge and jury and executioners in these white neighborhoods? Do you think it would have been more than an outcry? Do you think it would have been systematic change with these black officers on these police forces? When it, when it happens... Those brothers no, get no, no, the no. It doesn't of the happen. Law. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. The, it doesn't happen to protect them. No. When 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 black officers happen to do it, they get the full brunt of the law. They and don't do it. I'm, they don't do it. They don't do it. There, there are they ain't killing these whites. They're not killing these whites. You you got you got whistleblowers that stand up and get the full brunt of the law. Because they go against this code of silence, which is inside the police department. Now, that's what makes that's what makes uh, uh, the black cops and the Guardian Civic League hold their tongue unless we can get a platform. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, well, you, Phil, you just I want you can't to remember stand this. Stand up and say I want what you, to you re- need to say. I want you to remember this: when these patty rollers back in the days of our ancestors used to ride through the forest and all looking for some of our ancestors that escaped. A lot of times they had somebody that looked like you right along with them to and make, I'm not a, to, I'm not to make sure I, they I, ran I, you I, down I, and turned I you agree over. With you. Okay. Well, I it's the agree. same thing now. It's the same thing now. These black officers are part of the problem. They're not part of the solution. So hey, they're supposed listen, to I want stand you to, up I want and risk their lives and career and family. Well, uh, don't, don't, they, don't volunteer to be no police officer then. Don't volunteer we, to be no if, police if, officer. If, if we had a platform, I'm not talking about the unions. I'm talking about us, the people. All they want is if a job. We, don't, if don't if get we involved. demand a platform that could eradicate this practice that the unions have, you will get more police officers to stand up. You got, you got thousands enough, of black officers. You got enough of them standing up now without the you got thousands of, of black, Wait a minute. You got thousands of black officers on this Philadelphia police force. Who's standing up? Those two clowns as head of the police force, those black ones, they're they're in the pocket of these politicians. You're the not the, the one it. commissioner talking about he don't see nothing wrong with stopping frisk. These people are part of the problem, Phil. Come on, man. That's, and listen, don't be a stranger, Phil. I want you to call I want you to call back. Don't be a stranger. Talk, okay, brother. Talk to you. And later. I respectfully disagree with I know you do. what you said. I know you and do. I re- and I agree with party what you said, but next time maybe we can have a a complete dialogue instead of a debate on the radio, oh, and well, maybe we might no be debate. able to get something done. There is no debate. I, 
Just grab your newspaper. Yeah, I, couldn't turn on your television. My, I couldn't finish my, my points without being cut off. That's a debate. Thanks, Phil. Thank you. Let's go to uh, Ralph G. <laughs> Brother Ralph. Hey, Brother Elliot, Brother Red. How you doing, man? How you feel? Oh, I'm pretty good, man. What you disagree uh, with and what you agree with, my brother? I, I I'm glad y'all. I'm glad. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, you know what? If those thousands of police officers would put their foot down and say, like, "Look, we don't like what's going on," they will have a platform. Oh, they certainly they it. would. Certainly they and, would. Or some of these black mayors, these black uh, congressional members, if they would put their foot down and say, we don't agree what's going on, they would have a platform. But they'd rather have a sit-in about voting rights. You know what I mean? So, we, you know, I, I heard what the brother was saying, and there have been instances where a few black cops have stood up, but they don't stand, but there's no strength in one here and one there. No, that, they exactly. Gotta, they got to come together in unity. If they don't come together in unity, then everything's lost. We had the one sister that was on our program. Uh, right. Carol, Carol Horn out of Horn. the Buffalo Police right. Department that got fired from the department when she stopped this white cop from uh, chokeholding this uh, black suspect. Well, he didn't know a suspect. It was a domestic dispute. And right. she put a chokehold on him, and she uh, uh, stopped him, and she got fired and then beaten by the police. So, no, it's not, you know, these things don't happen. It's not like a, it's, it's Carol Horns all over the country. Well, what about the black police officer? And I'm not saying I don't know know what type of police officer he was, but got shot like 28 times in Chicago. Yep. And then, you know, uh, and, and, and then, you know, in a democratic city, and because I, I wanted to talk about your main subject, what you were talking about tonight, but in a democratic city with democratic aldermen and black police officers, the, all those police got off and they locked him up. <laughs> so come on, man. You know what I mean? I heard, I heard what the brother was talking about. And there is a system in place, but it almost is talking about what you're talking about tonight. And, you know, and this is what me and you talked about earlier this week when I heard Brother Rashidi say, like, there's a difference in the way if he asks the African people on the African continent, what's the problem? They say corrupt leadership. But if he asks us what's the problem in this country, we say white supremacy and i always had a problem with that word white that's like the big boogeyman in the room that we can't even touch we can't see we see it we vote for it we embrace it we embrace it on negro talk radio because i don't call it black talk radio anymore (laughs) i mean from what i heard all week long it was sickening and i'm talking about some of those so-called conscious shows what i hear on those radio stations all week long make me sick that's why I sort of cut it off now and I'll listen to some jazz or something like that because I can't take it anymore. But when I listen to Negro talk radio, if they embrace Hillary Clinton and you see people celebrating her and clapping and crying, they're embracing white supremacy. That's corrupt leadership. When you embrace people like these uh, reverends every Sunday, you know, how can a blind lead a blind unless they pull each other in the ditch? That's, you're embracing white supremacy. If it's anything that's not leading to us to, like, try to be sovereign and free, you're embracing white supremacy. But I don't like even using that word. 
we gotta put a, a we gotta put this flesh and blood carrying this out. Let's name names. I'm sick of that term. I'm sick of these charlatans running around making lectures about white supremacy and taking to, home a pocket full of money. Now, I'm now sick to, of it. Now you about to start trouble right now. But you I'm know sick what? of it, man. <laughs> oh, it's cool. No, no, I'm glad you said it because you know I'm, I'm locked and ready right now. So since you said it, you brought it up. These charlatans going said, around said, having said, these lectures. They ain't ain't sharing no solutions. They ain't putting no name on nothing. But all they got to do is say white supremacy, like that's the new deep fad. And all of a sudden, that's going to make money and put money in our pockets. And there's no solution, no nothing. No nowhere to freedom, no sovereignty and nothing. Come on, man. That's Negro talk radio. And I get sick of it. Let me say something to you, brother Ralph. I appreciate you saying that because, you know, and I'm going to talk about something personal. And I thought about it before the program around 5.30. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to wrap to be on this. Okay, you know, but we, we're going to take a break in a couple of minutes and then Okay, we'll we can continue. take the break and come back. Take the break and come back. All right, we'll, 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 let's do that. We'll, we'll uh, open forum, time for awakening. Uh, interesting discussion, folks. And you could get involved at 215-253-7263. That's 215-253-7263. We got some calls on whole lively conversation. Get involved. We'll be right back. tuned in to the black talk radio network for podcasts and live program scheduling visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com all insurance incorporated an african-american owned and operated insurance agency and business for over 20 years located at 231 southeastern road in glenside pa with other offices in germantown and west philadelphia call now for commercial insurance quotes homeowners insurance quotes automobile insurance quotes notary and tax services representing over 15 major a-rated insurance companies offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote call this number to That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Dooley Brothers, specializing in shingle, rubber roofs, gutters, downspouts, and vinyl sidings. Call for your free estimate today, 215-224-3882. That's 215-224-3882. Dooley Brothers Roofing, the roofing experts you can trust. That number again, 215-224-3882. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. 
In 1974, TV was free. The average home telephone bill, $20 per month. A brand new automobile, $4,000. Today, an average family spends that amount on cell phones and pay TV per year. The black community spends over $25 billion per year on pay TV, while the community suffers financially. The choice is yours, pay TV or community debt free. Join the economic revolution. Go to VentureGroupCapital.Solutions or call 844-GROUP-VENTURE. What is in one million brothers and sisters who are tired of the same old rhetoric, the same old leaders, the same old ways of dealing with political and economic empowerment? If you realize that nobody's going to save black people but us, if you understand that no existing political party prioritizes the best interests of African Americans as a collective, if you believe that leadership is as leadership does, and this means that the best leaders for the black collective must come from the ranks of those who place and hold the best interests of black people foremost and uttermost, if you understand that black people must develop the mindset and the will to finance their own racial uplift organizational efforts, then get involved with one million conscious black voters and contributors. The movement is now. Go to www.iamoneofthemillion.com. That's www.iamoneofthemillion.com. During the 60s and 70s, if you misbehaved as a child, you got a spanking. Today, parents receive discipline for disciplining their children. The state wants to raise our children and provide meals, lodging, and employment through the state prison system. It's time to take back our community, reconnect the family, and through cooperative economics, redirect billions of dollars back into the community. Go to VentureGroupCapital.Solutions. That's VentureGroupCapital.Solutions. Or call 844-GROUP-VENTURE. Hillary Clinton and her huckster husband, Slick Willie, seem to specialize in bringing harm to black people. The public record, stretching back many decades, proves they are Class A racists who've destroyed countless black lives in the service of corporate interests and their own private greed. The Clintons' crimes against the people of Haiti are but one chapter in the blood-soaked saga of the most vile American couple ever to stride the global stage. The U.S. State Department, still emitting the stink of Hillary Clinton's stewardship in Barack Obama's first term, last week announced it would withdraw financial support for new presidential elections planned for Haiti in October. That's just fine with most Haitians, who know that when the U.S. finances Haitian elections, it gets what it pays for, a government of gangsters in service to multinational corporations and a local elite that fears and despises the poor majority. A broad consensus of Haiti's political spectrum agreed to restart the election process from scratch and to discard the results of last year's rigged elections that would have kept the political faction headed by former President Michel Sweet Mickey Martelli in power. Martelli, a profane nightclub singer and close associate of terrorists and drug lords, became president in 2011 through a rigged election engineered by U.S. Secretary of State Clinton. 
Martelli spent much of his term ruling by decree, ruthlessly suppressing the parties of Haiti's poor majority, allowing gold mining companies and other foreign extraction industries to illegally take over vast stretches of countryside, and seizing coastal properties and islands for the benefit of multinational tourism corporations. American companies and NGOs got the lion's share of the billions raised to rebuild the country after the devastating earthquake of 2010, with Martelli's gangster class skimming off the crumbs. The Clintons' goal was to transform Haiti into the sweatshop of the Caribbean by keeping Haitian labor dirt cheap at places like the Clinton Foundation's Caracol Industrial Park. Bill Clinton preached that Haiti's poverty provided it with a competitive advantage, so the Clintons tried their best to keep Haiti as poor as possible. Hillary Clinton bullied Haiti and rigged its elections through the State Department, and former President Bill Clinton lorded it over the country as Special United Nations Envoy, while the Clinton Foundation spent $36 million doing who knows what, and the Clinton Global Initiative managed as much as $500 million in aid money designated for Haiti. Meanwhile, 7,000 Haitians died from a cholera epidemic brought into the country by a U.N. occupation force that reduced Haiti to an international protectorate, protected, that is, from the democratic aspirations of the Haitian people themselves. As Martelli's term drew to a close last year, his government stole two more elections with the approval of the United States, which paid for the crime and told Haiti to accept the outcome. But the Haitians said, keep your money, and are going ahead with new elections in October. This should mark an end to the infinitely corrupt Clinton era in Haiti, except that the Clintons will likely be on their way back to the White House in November, positioning them to pollute the whole planet with their noxious, lethal sleaze and criminality. For Black Agenda Radio, I'm Glenn Ford. On the web, go to blackagendareport.com. Welcome back to Time for an Awakening. And uh, we're in open forum this evening. Give us a call, anything on your mind, let's talk about it. And let's go right back to the phones. Uh, I think it was comments by Brother Ralph or Brother Reg when we interrupted for commercials. Brother Reg wanted to say something. Go ahead, Reg. Yeah, Ralph, you had um, said a few things that struck a chord with me. I'm just going to mention this, you know, when you talk about charlatans. And it ain't lost on me at all. I still remember it. It's fresh. We did a couple of things with uh, the irritated genie. And I still still stuck in my craw. And to me, he's still suspect. Uh, we were supposed to do an event at African Center Charter School with him there. Supposed to have some artists. You, fr- you fronted the money, actually, um, for the entertainment for us, Ralph. And... Even though it was the money spent out of my pocket, I still take it personal because that's that. I think that's how you're supposed to be when you're when you're dealing with the group. And the one request, after we found out that he worked 
for the government procuring weapons, but he's talking all this stuff about small hats and everything else. To this day, still doesn't match up to me. I'm still suspect of the brother. We just asked, I asked Elliot to, to contact him and his wife to take our phone numbers off of their website. Because we I was getting death threat calls and called a nigger, this and that. Ralph was also getting calls. I believe Ralph changed his phone number. And to this day, the brother couldn't do that. And what struck me as odd is with Brother Makasa Africa when we did another event off of City Line Avenue, how the brother, to get his reputation back intact, he came under the coattails of Brother Ashford Quasi. No one else really said anything. I was even shocked that Brother uh, Makasa Africa let that slide. But I understand everybody has to eat. But I think you need to be able to come back to, com to the community and let them know what the hell is going on. And for me, I look at him. He says a lot of good things, but I look at I look at him to this day as a charlatan, charlatan by the way he dealt with us. And that's just my viewpoint. So when you talk about the conscious folks out there and what they do, a lot of people uh, don't realize a lot of things that Brother Elliot, Brother Ralph, and myself have done on this mic with people that we've had come on this program, and also in the in the community dealt with a lot of. Uh, people spend a lot of money out of their own pockets. Even with that thing, I just told Elliot a couple of weeks ago, I lost a major contract because of that nonsense with Irritated Gene. Big contract that I had set up for myself in an independent business, dealing with some white folks, some other folks. And when that got out, the contract was done. All right? So when, I, when, when we're talking about dealing with our people. We got a lot of brothers that talk all this pro-black, pro-conscious thing, but all they are is pro-making money off of the backs of our folks. We're giving them a little bit of knowledge, but they're about living, making a livelihood off the backs of the people. If you put that out front on the table, I don't have no problem with that, but if you're talking that other stuff, and then you're doing the same exact thing as these white folks do to us, I'm always going to have a problem. Because when he came to that event with Astro Crazy, he didn't step to me. He stepped to everybody else. He didn't come by me because I had a problem with it. He didn't return a portion of the money back that he should have to Brother Ralph. Because, we, because the hit that we took is because of what he did for his profession, which he knew up front. So I still think the brother's suspect to this day. I don't care what he talks about. The black family talk about Jewish folks calling small hats. He's still suspect. So when we talk about black politicians, you also have to talk about these people that are in our community. Uh, the other brother that's out there that, that, that names himself the, 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 the Messiah of Pan-Africanism, he's been on our program. Brother Elliot has got him on major, major radio spots, but he's too big to deal with us to deal with us now, with, with, his, with, his, with his nonsense. So Time for the Awakening's program has done a lot of stuff for a lot of people. It's not a to uh, uh, bring attention to ourselves. It's just that we have done stuff in the community where people can verify it. You got people that are crazy that work in our community. They're crazy. They're nuts. At least done work with a couple of them. I refuse. I told them I will go 
to another state to a meeting before I deal with these folks just because they did one thing and all they're worried about is finding somebody that's doing something good in the community that they think is going to take off and they want to come on there. They act like they're working with you, but the whole agenda, which they don't want to bring to the table from the door, they bring it out by their actions. They're looking for your agenda of what you're doing to be the launching pad for what they're doing. That's black conscious folks that said that they're where that's the behavior. We ain't talking about these black politicians that we know game. I'm talking about the folks that are in our community saying that they're doing stuff for them. This is how they roll. This is what I know because my experience, I'm dealing with them. I'm not going to say it's everybody across the board, but I'm saying we have some folks that's, that's well-renowned right now. Their character is suspect and what they're about is suspect. You better watch out. Let me let me grab a couple of these calls. Uh, apologize for the wait. Six four six area code. What's your name? Where you calling from? It's Brother Jay. Hey, 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 Reggie. Hey, Reggie. Did up, you um have you some um seaweed or or something to get you fired up tonight about <laughs> your so-called African revolutionaries? Because let me let me tell you something, and this is on the real, Reggie. Them Negroes really have no business being out in the front, and the only reason they out in the front is because the so-called conscience movement is not what it was years ago when I was coming up with Dr. Ben, Dr. Clark, and the rest of them. You know, they couldn't get on the stage. They couldn't get up and talk. They couldn't do none of these things that they're doing now. And most of them, if you really want to be honest about it, have not even done the necessary study to get their behinds up and talk the BS that they be talking. Perfect example. This rapper, current so-called conscious Negro, David Banner. He's a dumbass. Sorry to say it, but I know he ain't done no study because I done heard him and his analysis on things is BS from somebody who has sat down and studied with the masters. You see what I'm saying? And, you know, like you were saying about Brother Jimmy, you know, his, one of his bothers right now, to me, I'm going to be honest with you, I think he's at the forefront of the African conscious movement, Brother Baruti. Um, you know, to me, the stuff that Brother Baruni is doing is at the apex of what's going on as far as I'm concerned with African people. Because that's why, you know, I don't really make no type of um, criticism of Jimmy because I don't know him. I've heard a little bit of him. I support his straight black pride movement. But um, these other cats, man, they just wasn't on the scene. They was, they was in the classroom. And, and to get to the point to where, because of the YouTube and all of these other things, they now deemed as so-called intellectual spokesmen. The same thing about that clown you didn't want to mention his name, Omar, the the, 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 where my money at Johnson, he another one that ain't done no serious, real serious study. He's a fraud. But you see, the problem with us as a people is 
We always looking for a Messiah. We always looking for somebody to look up to and worship and feel good about. And that's why we constantly get screwed over. Because we don't know what's good for us. We don't want to do the necessary work. The reading and all of those things. And I'll, I'll say it right now. I don't read like I did 10, 15 years ago. I ain't in shape like I was 20 years ago. I ain't got fun about it. That's why Sister Sarah be talking about people who need to get in shape. I'm at the top of the list. I need to get in shape, but my mind is still tough. And I still know the flaws. And within a short distance, I'll still knock you out. So, you know, I'm good. But the reality, the reality is, man, you know, we as a people don't have a plan, and we always looking for someone to give us a plan to liberate ourselves for what? We don't want to go to Africa and build up Africa. We don't want to stay up here and separate and build up something for ourselves. We don't want to take care of our community. We, we, we don't know what we want. We don't know if we want to love master more than master needs to be loved. We, we just don't know. We're a bunch of confused Negroes. So what, what did you expect listening to Black Talk Radio other than some Negro that got more pain and lost a lot of weight? And now she's about to become put out to... Um, the pack is like an old dog. You know what I mean? Now, the only thing I'm waiting to see is, is they're going to make him pay these taxes now that his um, protection is about to leave the White House because Hillary, she don't like him. She's not going to do anything to protect him, to put him on anything, and there ain't no black people in our camp. That like him anyway that's gonna come to his defense if they decide to move on him. And black people ain't in no position to protect them because it's quiet as kept. Most of the people in this moment are nothing but all Negroes. So I mean, these are the things that one has to put into context. You talk about black radio. There ain't no more black radio. The only show that black to me is Carl Nelson's show, and every now and then he got fools on there like Mark from Anaheim and Frank Hewitt <laughs> and some of these other blistering fools who talk about nonsensical things. Every now and then he'll get an African on there so, you know, he can keep his audience intact. Because hey, 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 always be talking about that. Hey, Jay, don't, you know don't, what I mean? Uh, don't, don't forget Dr. J. Edmonds. <laughs> don't forget <laughs> Dr. Who? <laughs> Dr. J. Edmonds. Don't forget him. Oh, Dr. Dr. J. Edmonds. I don't even know who he is. I ain't never heard his radio program if he got a radio uh, you, program. You don't, don't want to hear him, Jay. <laughs> I don't listen. I don't listen to none of them. But see, the thing, the thing is this, man. We as the people are in the position to where as we really don't know what direction we're going in because of the simple fact white folks have changed the game on us and allowed a bunch of sick, freak degenerates 
to become the new spokespeople of the oppressed. Black Lives Movement, gay mafia members, and the rest of them sexual degenerates, which has pushed us to the side to whereas our issues are not even thought about. That's why you got all these so-called brothers and sisters still in jail that they never got out doing 40 and 50 years in isolation and all of that. I mean, those are freedom fighters. They tried to liberate the country. They allowed for Negroes that need to be beat with my belt, John Lewis, and their Charlie Wrangles and the rest of them. If it wasn't for them brothers in jail, you wouldn't have them Negroes. But you know, the crazy thing is, they're about to be phased out. And Lord have mercy, the Negroes that they got coming in now to fill a spot, we gonna really be in trouble because those are some of the most confused posers in the world. And let me leave you with this. Y'all want a good laugh? Look at brother, I think his name is Nazi. The brother who did the um the Dylan Cullen series. Oh man, he had a little beautiful going at your boy. Rolling Coon Daddy Martin um, for dancing with Hillary. He got on a pretty good show. If y'all want a little bit of entertainment, go and check that out and have your good laugh because that's what you need. You need a good laugh with these Negroes who are supposed to lead leadership. I mean, Reggie, who the hell going to lead you somewhere? Could you name me somebody you go follow? Because I, I can't think of nobody right now that I could really follow other than the teachers of Burundi. I can't follow I can't follow no one else. I respect Jim Clinton and what they're trying to do. But from an African perspective, there ain't nobody doing doing anything that I could really get with. And I mean the work that Burundi does and the writing that he does is serious. I mean, if you ever get a chance, Reggie, read his book on homosexuality. Oh, man, it'll blow your mind. Jay, I, I, I but you thank, don't, don't read like that. I, I want to thank you, man, for your call, Jay. Pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. That's for... the only brother that's writing anything that's of any value that's leading us in an African way. Other than that, ain't nobody doing nothing. Think about this. Have you ever read anything that Leonard Jeffries has written? Have you ever read a book by Leonard Jeffries? And believe me, I came up with Jeffries. I met Jeffries when I was like a 24-year-old kid going the first world on the 145th Street and Convent Avenue. And Leonard Jeffries, and I'll tell you to him in his face, he was second tier to Dr. Ben and Dr. Clark and, and, and um, other brothers. You know, they were the main, they were the main speakers. You know, and then... You know, he was in that circle, and he got to where he's at the level now that he's an elder. And, you know, but he ain't even organizing and leading lead these crazy Negroes in the manner that, that he is. Like, you know, Dr. Dr. Reggie, Dr. Reggie was his assistant. I know Reggie for over, I mean, I'd say 20, 20 years. Jay, let me, your brother. He is a brilliant brother. Let me grab a but, couple of these calls that's been on hold, uh, uh, Jay. And, uh, hey, man. Well, I want... well, listen, keep up the good work, man. I'm loving the show as always, man. Thank you Thank for you your call, Jay. man. 
Okay. Let's go to uh, 215-924. Yeah, brother, brother Elliot. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. Hey, Brother Reggie and Brother Ralph. How y'all brothers doing tonight? Doing well. How are you doing, bro? Well, I'm doing pretty well, man. I'm just listening to the show. Uh, you know, Sister Sarah, she got me fired up with her car early. I haven't heard Sister Sarah in a while, so it was definitely good to her, her, her tonight. I don't know where to begin. I really don't. Y'all, y'all brothers got my head spinning tonight, man. My head spinning around like a spinning top right now. I don't know where to begin. But I guess I might as well begin with the uh, police situation. Uh, Brother Reggie. You, when you was yes, talking about the, when you was talking about the about the police situation, you you actually was given, uh, and I hope brother Phil's still listening because he was actually giving, making him try to be analytical in his thinking because when you use that term, like you said, good cop, bad cop, good cops, black, good black, good black cops, bad white cops, whatever. see all that stuff is nonsensical and stuff, and, 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 and brother Reggie and Ralph and Elliot because brother Mo, who's a regular caller to this show, Mo hit the nail on the head several times. See, like you said to him, you got to understand where the, the term police officer came from, why they was formed. And cops stands for, like Brother Moore always say, constable on patrol. See, a lot of people understand the police department was never made, was never created for the benefit black people. It, it was made by rich white folks to pretty much to go after runaway slaves. Yeah. This is why cops got that mentality all over America, they, and they go with the Dred Scott thing, they figure no black, no black man has any right to their bound and respect. This is why they feel that they have justification that if a black man is running from them, whether he's armed or unarmed, they feel they got a right to gun him down like the, like the cracker did in, uh, in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin last night when they gunned a the young brother down. And they do this all the time. But yet you see clearly when it's white boys or white women can confront cops with weapons drawn, shooting at them, even when they shoot them a lot of times. Killing them is always the last resort. They, they, even when they shoot them a lot of times, it's in a non-fatal position. But how people can be unarmed or armed, it makes no difference. They gun us down, even when we comply, because you always hear people say, well, you just comply with them. They, then that's not true either, because you saw the brother Philip Castillo in Minnesota. He, he, the cops said, let me see your, your ID that you, that you or permit, and he went to reach for his ID, and stuff, and what happened? He gets shot five times in front of his wife, his, I mean, his girlfriend his, and his child. Same with Amadou Allo in New York. The cops said, show some ID to prove you're not the, the suspect we're looking for. He reaches for his wallet, and the white cops unload on him. They tell him, they say his wallet looks like a gun. How, 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 the, how the hell do a damn wallet look like a damn gun? You know, even Bruce Springsteen, the white rock singer, said in one of his songs, he said, why is it that a wallet looks like a wallet when it's in the hands of a, of, of a white man, but a wallet looks like a gun when it's in the hands of a black man? You know what hey, I mean? He got, hey, he hey could, my brother, let me, let, ahead, me ask you, let me ask you a question, Brother Reggie. Go ahead, Reggie. Sure. Now, when Brother Phil was on, I'm not trying to cut the brother off or anything, but I know he should know better in the analysis, especially being here in this city. If these black cops mm-hmm. are they good or bad if they're bad as an individual or good as an individual before they're a cop they're a black man or black woman before they're a cop that's what they are black mm-hmm. right? with the instances that we've had in the city where you've had black negro head scratching jokers that been pulled over and pulled out their car by a white police officer they don't give a Damn! <laughs> you a politician Joel in this city or not, right? Joel Williams. Now, 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 now hold Joel on. Williams, good example. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is, mm-hmm. Brother Phil 
knows this already. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not that I want to debate with you. If the black police officers are, are upset, or if there's even enough of them, say there's 25% of them that want to do something, you know what they could do? They could go say, hey, we want to have our own union for black police officers. Guess they could right. do that if they want to. All the United States, if they want to be serious. They still pay their dues to the same FOP That's to right. represent them if anything goes down with them. I'm going to give you an example. Mm -hmm. The Puerto, Puerto Rican Day Parade. And now mm -hmm. I want to let y'all know, I'm the same on both sides. I'm the same on both sides. Black cop, white cop, it don't matter. I'm the same on both sides. Same, same here, Rachel. I, I've same dealt here. with police officers that treated me with respect. That's what they're supposed to do. Right? Sure, but sure. if they don't, I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. All right? Because it's the system. When that brother, that brother got sprayed with some... Some, 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 um, you know, the stuff that you get out of, like, sure, sure, got spread, it got on him. He smacked that woman, that's Puerto Rican woman. woman, Puerto Rican woman down. Mm -hmm. And I was horrified. I said, That brother's out of order. I understand that he got sprayed with something, but for that to be his reaction, how he did that, he needs to be, he needs to be suspended or something because he's out of order. That Spanish community came out in force. Yes, they did. There's something needs to be done about that. Not one, not one Spanish person. The community came out and, and said, the Puerto Rican City Council woman, Mariana. Exactly. That's, that's not right. going to happen to our people, right? That's right. So the brother got lost. He might have been demoted, suspended, but he eventually got his job back. And guess mm -hmm. how he got his job back? He got through his FOP. job back through the FOP. That's They're right. Still doing stuff to people that look just like him. Day in and day out. That's my problem. That's my. That's not. I'm not trying to debate with you. Philosophically, we had a sister on our program that was talking about the Oscar Grant case. Sister Thandy. Mm -hmm. She said that on our program, and I backed up like, "Whoa, that sister got a." She said there ain't no such thing as a good cop, and mm -hmm. it backed me up. I had to pause, like, "Whoa." Sure, and she's right. And she's right, brother Reggie. Right. She's right. I just she's never right. heard anybody say it. Sure. And Joe, let me, because Reg mentioned that. Uh, okay, that and, and I close with the F. You get finished early. I close with two more comments. I'm now, gone. Now, and you mentioned how the, the Puerto Rican community came out in force along with their representatives. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, uh, turn the clock forward. A young man, honor student from, I think he was going to Ben Franklin, going to the mm -hmm. basketball game. That's correct, Ellie. Missed, missed the, the school bus, so he had to catch the subway. Mm -hmm. Running to catch the subway, he stopped by officers, and a white woman grabbed this young man's testicles. He's 16 or 17. He was, a, I think right. he was 11th grade. I don't know mm -hmm. why she's grabbing at his testicles, but mm -hmm. she grabs this young man's testicles and ruptures them to the point where yes. he had to be hospitalized. That's correct. And they said that they don't know whether he'll be able to have children. Now, you didn't hear, I could hear a pin drop among these city councilmen here. And this That's city, this city is full. It's full of black elected officials. They didn't mm -hmm. say a damn word. That was Veronica Joyner School, Mathematics, Science, and Civic. Okay. North mm -hmm. Ross. Young man has testicles ruptured. I don't know what this woman doing grabbing this young man's testicles. That's right. That's right. And these, these the, the commissioner, the, the uh, 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 district attorney, none of these council people that want to walk around with their chest puffed out when they're in the black community, none of them said nothing. 
That's right, Elliot. You're right. You're absolutely right, Blunt. And, 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 and the woman is still on the force. That's right. And, 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 and wait a minute. And, 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 and for um, Brother Phil, where's all these good cop black cops? Exactly. That, that, what did they do to her? What did and, they and say you, to her? And that goes back to what Brother Reggie was saying. You have you might have individual people that got good intentions, but like Reggie was correctly said, it's not about a good cop. It's about a systematic system of racism and bigotry. And these black cops, for the most part, go along to get along. That's why I stopped. Because I used to get caught up in that stuff years ago. Good cop, some good. I, I'll say none of them good. I said, I said, damn it, prove that you good to me. Don't say it in your act, in your talk, in your speech. I will, when you go after them racist, bad, corrupt cops or whatever, then you show them that you're a good cop. But other I don't want to hurt that good cop, bad cop. And we as black people, I made Reggie Bryan laugh years ago. I said, Reggie, we must have the worst luck in the world as black people because we've seen, we never seen them run into the good cops. Every time we, a brother gets stopped out here, we've seen them run into the bad ones. Brother gets stopped for routine traffic stop, he gets shot 20, 30 times. You know what I mean? Sister Sandra Blanche, she gets stopped, she wound up home in the prison cell. So, so we, have, we must have the worst luck in the world because we've never seen them run into the good cops. And, and, and another thing, too, we need to stop falling for the game, the chicken platter, the watermelon, the, 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 the free tickets to go to a concert game. Just because police officers decide that they're going to do something good for our community does not negate what's going on in California, in Chicago, in New York, in Philadelphia. It does not negate that. That is a that is a white that is a white to slate out because on uh, August the fourteenth, white cops in this area had a had, had a bike ride for mm-hmm. Blue Lives and what's going on with Blue Lives and they want to do something for the community. That all it does not wipe everything out. It doesn't make the slate clean. You understand? You understand what I'm saying? We keep going for sure. this okie doke. You're going to have hey. Hillary, you're going to have Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. She's going to be in West Philadelphia. Sister Olivia gave me this information tonight. Thank you, Sister Olivia. She's going to be there on, she's going to be at West Philadelphia for a voter registration drive. Watch the Negroes, the same Negroes that Elliot talked about in this program. They're going to be there. All over the top of it. All over top of it. Also, some of these ministers are going to be all over top of it because they want to get money. They want to right. position themselves in a certain way that they make make sure that she won't forget. Your our past mayor, Nutter, that had a problem with uh, President Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. But you know who he aligned himself with. So now what he's doing, he's got himself. If Hillary gets in, he has himself a position. Oh well, sure, oh sure. Stop playing these games. Now I want to say one thing to you. Yes, you know, my brother, he's a well-known Muslim. Um, Attorney, uh, brother Tariq. I, I know him well. He got. He has. A, he just. I, I just heard he got a, a position. In the DA's uh, office. In the DA's office. I wonder. Mm-hmm. What's your take? What's your take on that? Because I know he was defending well, the other side. Now he's well, going in. Well, and, and I just want to see what your take is on that. Well, I'll say these last two things real quick on Tariq and, and, and my other comment on the on the police. Yeah, well, Tariq came out of the DA's office, and he was. Yeah, you know he. And he, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he went and became a successful defense attorney. See, Tariq is one of them kind of guys. He says he does some, he says some good things, and he has did some good things. But see, 
I, I, I don't trust him. He, like you say, you don't trust the irritating. Well, I do that with Tariq and stuff. He one of them niggas that bear watching because to me, he's an opportunist in a lot of cases. And, and I know, I know from a personal standpoint, he got, he got, he, he said something real nasty to a friend of mine who had hired him for her son. He had the nerve because she, she was, she, she, came, she was a little short because he told him when she hired him that she has a little financial trouble, so she's gonna be a little late with some of the money. He had the nerve to tell her, I should have let your, 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 your effing son. Stay in jail if you really going to have the money. I'm saying, why are you going to say something like that to a sister? Here, you just see here the sister struggling, sister. She, she had respect enough to hire you. So I lost a lot of respect for him when he said that to her. And I know that for if that happened. But anyway, like I said, he's somebody that bears watching because, like I said, anybody that's friends for some of the likes of a Seth Williams, I already look at, look at him with a jar design anyway because Seth Williams is a disgraceful handkerchief head, boot looking white folks nigga if it ever was one. So the fact that Tariq is friends with him, that makes me right there. That makes that's me question his. Say again. He's Joe, he was, the, he, was, he was the reason why Seth Williams got in the DA's office. Exactly. That's correct. That's, what, that's my point, how, how brother that, Ralph. How was that, Ralph? He, he was there. He was there working before, and he was the one that got that's Seth right. Williams in there in the first exactly. place. Exactly. That's right. They boys. Like that's what I'm saying. They boys. Now anybody that's friends with Seth Williams, I question their credibility anyway, because we know where Seth Williams coming from. Seth Williams is a real Negro. When I say Negro, he is a Negro with a capital N. He's a real Negro. But let me close with this. I know other people. You running for time? On back with the police thing real quick and black leadership again. I, when it comes to the police, I'm very clear on that. I say, if you're a good cop, then like I say, prove it to me. They don't say, I'm from the show me state Missouri. You got to show it to me. And, and, and on black leadership, hey, it speaks for itself. And I say this in closing. As long as we support these sorry Negroes on the city level, I'm talking these local council people on the state level, that, that bogus black caucus in Harrisburg, and on the federal level, that disgraced up in Washington called themselves the CBC. These Negroes, all they worry about is a paycheck, and as long as we keep on supporting them, we're going to get what we get. Because right here in Philadelphia, you're talking about the, 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 the city council for this city thing when that boy had his genesis grab, right, Elliot? Well, right here a couple years ago, and 37 unarmed black men that got gunned down by the police. Not one black politician said a word. The only one I remember say anything to was Senator Kitchen. All them other niggas that opened their damn mouth. And one of the people that got killed that year, Elliot and Reggie and Ralph, was Wilson Good's nephew, Timothy Good. And I'm saying myself, the former mayor's nephew got, got killed, and he was an unarmed black man. Many of y'all niggas could say something, and he's the former mayor's uh, nephew. Then, 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 what the hell? I think y'all care about any other black man. Y'all can't speak up on him getting killed, being one of the ones that got slain by the police. Then what the hell good is you then? You know? Joe, it's simple as that. I want to thank it, you for your call, man. You're you welcome, Brother Alley. I ain't forget that bomb that he uh that he let 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 down on black folks we go, in we, the city of Philadelphia. The only place that's ever happened in, in this city. No in this city, that bomb dropping no good was mayor good. We we're gonna take a brief break and when we come back, we'll continue the conversation. We got a call waiting that's been waiting for a while and I'm apologize to him when we get him on the line. We're gonna take a brief break. We'll be right back.
You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American owned and operated insurance agency and business for over 20 years, located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowners insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services, representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies, offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 21 21- 215-885-2444. That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Dooley Brothers, specializing in shingle, rubber roofs, gutters, downspouts, and vinyl sidings. Call for your free estimate today, 215-224-3882. That's 215-224-3882. Dooley Brothers Roofing, the roofing experts you can trust. That number again, 215-224-3882. 215-224-3882. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. In 1974, TV was free. The average home telephone bill, $20 per month. A brand new automobile, $4,000. Today, an average family spends that amount on cell phones and pay TV per year. The black community spends over $25 billion per year on pay TV, while the community suffers financially. The choice is yours, pay TV or community debt free. Join the economic revolution. Go to VentureGroupCapital.Solutions or call 844-GROUP-VENTURE. What is in one million brothers and sisters who are tired of the same old rhetoric, the same old leaders, the same old ways of dealing with political and economic empowerment? If you realize that nobody's going to save black people but us, if you understand that no existing political party prioritizes the best interests of African Americans as a collective, if you believe that leadership is as leadership does, and this means that the best leaders for the black collective must come from the ranks of those who place and hold the best interests of black people foremost and uttermost, if you understand that black people must develop the mindset and the will to finance their own racial uplift organizational efforts, then get involved with one million conscious black voters and contributors. The movement is now. Go to www.iamoneofthemillion.com. That's www.iamoneofthemillion.com. During the 60s and 70s, if you misbehaved as a child, you got a spanking. Today, parents receive discipline for disciplining their children. The state wants to raise our children and provide meals, lodging, and employment through the state prison system. It's time to take back our community, reconnect the family, and through cooperative economics, redirect billions of dollars back into the community. Go to VentureGroupCapital.Solutions. That's VentureGroupCapital.Solutions. Or call 844-GROUP-VENTURE. Welcome back to Time for an Awakening. We're open for them this evening. Uh, we got about uh, 14 minutes left in the program. Uh, we might be able to squeeze another call or two in. You can give us a call at 215-253-7263. That's 215-253-7263. Let's go right back to the phones. 215 area code 370. What's your name? Where are you calling from? 
And Brother Richard, Philadelphia. Brother Richard, uh, how are you, sir? I, I see they y'all got y'all all are there today, uh, um, and, and smoking, as they say. Uh, I'm doing fine, though. I, I um, I guess I, I see myself reacting um, to to a lot of the comments that came through, which I I did want to say. I think we should, you know, I'm, I'll be redundant. We should center ourselves in. Um, the historical experience of African civilization. I mean, I personally, as an individual, trying to, as uh, one brother said, constantly learning, centering ourselves, and, and, and I, I think that will help. I think we should be clear that we're making personal choices and that um, groups, black groups, have made um, group choices. And, and a lot of things that we're talking about in relationship to black leadership, we're looking at uh, historical groups that made a, a political, economic, and survival choice. And the question is not about them and the choice they made, but the choice we make. Or have we, do we see ourselves a part of it and disappointed with them? Or do we see ourselves part of building something else and recognizing that may be one of the oppositions that we're dealing with? I do see myself believing in coalition building um, from that. Therefore, you know, it's people who see... And I heard, um, you know, um, the, the thought about sovereignty and, and our cultural nationalism and pan-Africanism. But um, those, for those who truly believe that, then they would want to be um, in some coalition and building towards that end. And I believe in, in moral imperative. And, and that came up, you know, I want to hear about, and I, and I think I'm redundant on this point about when we look at internally, um, of African experience and, and what we do to each other. And when we look at externally, when we're talking about the continent, um, those 53 countries and the kind of mess um, that some of the quote-unquote leadership is um, wrecking habit. And the symbol I always use is how can you send billions of dollars out of your um, home nation state to Switzerland to be held while the people in your state forget about having electricity or water but um, just living in a condition where you're not even developing it. Um, I, that, that, that's a moral imperative that um, Africans in North America could speak to. We don't have no guns. We don't have no political infrastructure. Um, but we could speak to that, that, that that's not ethnically or ethically right. Um, and I don't see we're doing it. Well, but I, I, I guess. Let, let, let me ask you something. I want you to expound on it from your knowledge base. Uh, Brother Ralph pulled my coat to uh, a program that was on earlier today. I didn't hear it, but he told me about it. Uh, that one of the state senators here had uh, the uh, head of the CBC on, Butterfield, and they were telling black folks that they got to vote for Hillary Clinton. Uh, to they keep, got to. Mm-hmm. To keep Trump out. Now, <clears throat> they're encouraging blacks all over this country, and not only those people, but others whether you're talking about Sharpton and uh, uh, Roland Martin or others, is all out here telling people to vote for Hillary Clinton. Now, let's look at it from this perspective. Let's take a local perspective. And uh, some of the formulas that the, the one million conscious black voters and contributors is talking about. If you had, now, here in Philadelphia, uh, you got two at-large council seats. And they say that uh, uh, usually in any election it takes three to 4,000 votes to win 
that at-large council seat, mm-hmm. which is held now by two Asians. Normally, they don't even run for political office. Uh, just say, for example, if a, a, a cadre of our people, instead of voting Democratic and re, uh, registering Democratic like we always do and get nothing for our vote, if we uh, registered no party affiliation and voted for a slate of candidates that are, that are out there uh, that we choose, what type of difference do you think that would make locally? I, well, one, I'm glad you put that on because that was one of the points I was trying going to try to get to because that's the reason why I support One in a Million um, for that particular tool specifically because I think that if nothing else, it will be the mechanism of self-organizing, which we have to do before we do anything else. We have to create that social relationship. In the political arena, it will be able to leverage that in this here political marketplace for something, what I, I'm not going to say yet, because I I still got to see us who will who will come together as individuals to take that not you know that non-party affiliation position and see what we come up with. I mean, the one in a million have all these planks, and we you know, you've been talking about police brutality. Well, if one of those planks was that um, you know deal with the dealing with this here um, insurance. Uh, uh, misconduct insurance for law enforcement. If that was one of our in that uh, arena with that non-voting participation, those individuals put that individual in place to say this is what they're going to put on the city council docket that those police officers have this insurance policy for at least the guarantee that this is what you're going to do if you you go out and take this here um, risk. I think it, it, it does two things. I think it what Brother Phil raises about a platform, and it reinforces the power, the sense of power we would need to feel and exert in this political space, which I don't believe we're doing right now. That's, that's what I believe, I, I, you know, and that's why I think that it's a powerful tool, and I'm glad that Philadelphia at least has those two seats because you can draw from people all over the city oh, yes. to initiate that. Mm-hmm. You know, but the question is that takes the ability for somebody or somebodies to be on the ground to identify individuals who believe in that position, not people who are already loyal to the Democratic Party. I'm not into that. I'm not into trying to convince you. This is not church for me. You know, you either about this or you're not. Now, there's a lot of people who don't vote at all, at all. And they they are definitely um, seeing they don't want, from the presidential side, they don't want, what's that, Trump, and they don't want Hillary, or they don't like Hillary. But I ain't speaking about those people, so I don't know. Um, I, again, I'm not trying to convince. I'm trying to, I'm trying to identify with people who, like me, see this is the only thing we need. We can do at this moment right now, or one of many things, to exert the power that we need to be exerting in this political environment to show the mental health we need to be showing to those children and how you need to come together to get what you need to get out of this here political arena. And in, that, in doing that, you're going to have to do some economic things. You're going to have to do some social relations things. 
You're going to have to do some educational things. You're going to have to do those individuals who do that. They can't just say, I'm coming together and, and, and going to make this thing happen just by signing I'm a non-voting, you know, non-party non, non affiliation person. They're going to have to be about some other things in order to make that work. So I think it would be a powerful tool. I think that with those two uh, large seats, I think that we would be exerting out a powerful message. But I also think there will be opposition um, a, a, a from large those black folks where, Richard? and from the political part people in general. No, I, I missed something there. Um, um, the at-large seats where? For who? Say, say that again? You said there are two at-large seats available, and, and who, who? No, there's what, just the, I think they, and I, I was use I was using yeah, I just, I, um, yeah. there's two large at-large seats in the political system that you have. I think two Democrat and two Republican. Is that right. how I go? I, you think, know? I think it's one on one of each. Huh? Yeah, one. Of, yeah, yeah, he was just uh, talking about locally here, Ralph. That those two at-large right. seats uh, on council. Okay, and and and, and uh, who who's stepping down, or who do we want to? Re- I I really would like to replace all of them, but who? I mean, no, I just you, uh, what I said. Oh, I was oh, just using that as an example. Yeah, oh, as an example. If you had, and, a- and cause it's a it's a contest. I mean, you know, it ain't question about ain't nobody stepping down. Just you know, like I, I'm going like this. They, that that's their livelihood that they they they're fighting for. The people they assemble, the money, the campaign money they get, I mean, they love that. I mean, they, they'll fight that like you for playing basketball on the court and you want to win the game and you ain't getting paid. That's But they getting paid. So it, it, when you go after it, when, that's why I like that, that tool that one of the men you give as far as, like, like, put out there, you know, for people to register as no party affiliation so that you know and they know because it goes to their registration office, and they say, well, who is all these people now all of a sudden? And that's if we're effective. That's registering on party, you know, okay. and you got to have watchdogs on them. Right. Richard, I want to thank you for your call, man. We're coming right up okay. on the top of the aisle. All right, now. Thank you. Peace. We're coming right up on the end of the program, guys, and I want to – it was an interesting discussion, hey, lively Elliot, discussion. I want to I I I add something to that. Um, you know – it's, just, it's coming out that Johnny Dockery owns city council. It, it's really coming out. And uh, um, he, uh, like, who's the head of city council? Because Johnny Dockery put that man there. Johnny Dockery owns the mayor. This stuff is starting to come out. Mm-hmm. That political field is so corrupt that, uh, you know, man, you know, that's why I hate talking politics. I hate talking it. But it's all coming out now how Johnny Dockery own all of them. And they're, and they're so scared they won't even talk about it. They won't even mention how much he owns them. Yeah, well, the, the, the other guy that, that uh, was the president of the trade union and controls the trade union, he owns the other side. Uh, uh, what's the fact? Uh, you know who I'm talking uh, about. Brady. Brady. Yeah. So it's, just, it's the same thing. And these politicians, black politicians, right in the middle, just looking, not saying nothing. Part of the problem. They're not part of the solution. Part, definite part of the problem. So when we vote for them, what are we voting for again, Elliot? White supremacy. <laughs> so you got to put it. You got to put a name on it. I'm just going to bring it right back to what, what you know, what your program was talking about earlier. So, you know, and, and it's pitiful because Negro Radio 
you will see them bring these people on and tell them, tell us, this is who we support. But in the next breath, talk about white supremacy. Come on, man. I'm through with all that nonsense. Like I said, I was about to throw up all week long <laughs> listening to that nonsense. And I, you know, you, you know, uh, and then, then they want somebody to support that. Come on. I mean, I, I, I can't do it. So, uh, you know, thanks for, uh, thanks for the program tonight, man. Um, well, I want to thank the listening audience for participating in the conversation this evening. Lively discussion as always. Thank Brother Ralph and Brother Reg. We'll be back next week, Lord willing, to continue on this path towards an awakening. Peace.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.